Welcome to GNAC Insider. Now, here's your host, Gabby Ewing. I am here with Mario and Tia and Daya from Central Washington University's volleyball team. How are you guys doing today? Good. Yeah, doing well. Just got out of practice, right, T? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with me today. I really appreciate it. For those of you listening, Mario is the head women's volleyball coach at Central Washington. This is your 28th season, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, I lost count. <laughs> But yeah, right. It's like after your 21st birthday, you just they don't matter anymore. Right. (laughs) Well, still, congrats. That's a that's a great accomplishment. And Tia, volleyball player at Central Washington University, outside hitter and a setter. And you're actually just named the preseason player of the year. Congrats. Thank you. Thanks. I actually want to start there. How are you feeling about that? It's pretty awesome like it was pretty cool we were actually just sitting at lunch you know socializing and everyone's just like oh my god Tia, did you see no and they told me it was pretty awesome but I'm like you know can't let it get to your head gotta keep working and prove it but I mean it was awesome to be recognized so right absolutely all the hard work kind of feels like it's paying off of it and definitely being recognize Mara you've got to be feeling good feeling proud obviously your daughter your player and your team as a whole you guys were ranked number one in the preseason poll Mario how are you feeling about that well I mean obviously like Tia said it's nice to see that you're recognized and you know we do have probably the most experienced roster coming back so with that it becomes a little bit of those projections kind of lean towards your way a little bit so but it is I mean we have we have a good team we have a, uh, experienced kids back. So there's some things that we have, you know, some aspirations that we have, you know, and, and then people expect us to do certain things, but if those don't line up, we really don't care. And um, we're trying not to look at what other people think. Polls are polls are great, great for the media, all that stuff. And but we need to make sure that we're doing our thing. Um, but again, it's, it's nice to, to know that the kids have worked this hard in their careers to be maybe to have that target on their back this time. And, you know, we'll see how I respond. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned having a target on your back. That is definitely a phrase that gets thrown around in the sports world when you see a team accomplish something or there are some outside expectations. Tia, are you feeling any pressure, you know, as a fifth year coming back? You know, you've got a lot of experience, so I'm sure you're kind of in that leadership role naturally. How are you feeling with all that pressure and how do you feel like you're going to be able to help your team through that? Honestly, I'm pretty excited. Naturally, yes, there is a little bit of pressure, but I think it's exciting, you know, because there's something you've got to live up to, something you've got to work towards every single day and just prove. But I also, like us as a team, we're pretty solid in what we've been doing and what we've been working for. And so I think that just grinding out every day and trying to uphold that is kind of motivating us. And Mario, what are some ways that you as a coach try to help manage those feelings amongst your athletes? Well, it's just that whole thing of staying, staying present, right? And we do, we do talk about any type of hype because it's, it's what it is. It's so out there in the media right now and or people walk around town and 
or on campus, other sport programs are talking about it, but it's something that it allows us to understand we have to elevate everything that we're doing in the gym, you know? And, and so you can use it as motivation or you can use it as pressure or whatever, but whatever the case it's, it's what it is. We're going to bring out the best in everybody. So we have to be better than we ever have been. And I like that. I like those aspirations. And so it creates a fun environment in the gym. No, it sounds like you guys both have a really positive outlook to it. Obviously still very humble, but, you know, just knowing that you guys have deserved to be in the position that you are and making sure that everyone's on the same page kind of sounds like a good recipe for success so far. Last season, towards the end, postseason, you guys upset Western Washington. Do you guys have any feelings? You guys have that game circled on your schedule at all? I, well, with Western, you get you circle it up any year. <laughs> and so, right. It's such a great rivalry and, you know, two, two really good programs. And, and Western's been the team to beat, you know, over the last several years. And so it doesn't matter who it is. Really, when somebody's up there in those rankings or in that in those projections, you circle it. And so, but in any case, it doesn't matter with the natural rivalry with Western. They they got a new look this year, um, but a lot of those kids have been on that roster playing against a very good opponent every day in practice. So we know they're going to be very you know they're going to be ready. But that's a few weeks down the road, and we got a lot of other things ahead of us right now. So, but that that's always on the calendar for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Tia, any thoughts there? I mean, he said it pretty well, but yes, obviously we have like stuff before that. We're taking it one day at a time, but yes, Western's always a very exciting game. Lots of energy, you know, when we're there or here, the crowds bring it, we bring it. So of course I'm excited for that. But like he said, taking it one day at a time. And of course, you guys are still in preseason, so you've got a lot of games until you get to that point. Speaking of preseason, what are some ways that you guys like to prepare on and off the court? Do you guys have any little team bonding things that you do? Like, what's the culture like during preseason? What are some ways that you guys kind of like to handle that? Tia, what do you think? What are you guys doing now? (laughs) Spending every second together. (laughs) I'm trying, well, like, usually we go on a team retreat and we get, you know, a couple days away from it all just to kind of connect with one another. We're not doing that this year, but, I mean, we've known each other. Like you said, this is a very experienced roster, so we've known each other. We've been through it together, and so we're just grinding out right now beforehand. But, uh, I don't know, I think mentally preparing, physically preparing as much as we can. Yeah. We got seven new newcomers on the roster, and so it would be nice to get away and do a retreat, but the way that the team's interacting right now, I think just even in the dining hall or hanging out in between practices and the ATR, and then at, at night, these guys are always together, and so we're creating a pretty good bond that way. But preseason's a time. We just don't have a lot of time in Division Two. We have two weeks, you know, and so we got we to gotta get to it, um, and we got to make sure our newcomers, we, we evaluate them, see if they're going to help us this year or not. And so there's some work to be done there, but I really enjoy this group. And so I don't think a retreat was necessarily needed, but um, it's fun. It's fun to hang out with them between practice sessions and so forth. So 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I was a student athlete in the GNAC and I played soccer. So I was on that kind of same schedule as you guys. And I remember preseason was always my favorite part of the year. Yes, it was a grind because you got two days and you were there for business, but you know, no one else is on campus yet and you get to know all of your new teammates. And it really is a great time to, to bond and figure out what the vibe is going to be for the rest of the year. Mario, you've been there for, you know, a few years. Just a little bit. <laughs> just just a little little bit. Uh, so you've gotten to coach a lot of different teams. What do you think is something that is unique about this team that maybe has been different from teams in the past? Well, we've had experienced rosters before, but what I like about our our class, incoming class right now, is that they seem to have elevated the, the energy and, and the skill level of, uh, of our practice sessions. And not that we're pretty skilled up top and the experienced players but to have those newcomers pick up things pretty fast, very physical, athletic kids, it's elevating that type of energy. But they're also understanding that there are certain ways that we do, do things, and they're picking that up right away too. And so I'm sure there's some homesickness and stuff, but I just love this group where, I, I mean, we've done certain very difficult drills and i haven't seen some of those drills done like that in a long time really good skill level so um, overall the talent across the board and just the character on the court has, has been awesome and tia you're one of those returning players experienced players what is your role on the team do you think that you're naturally a leader figure are you kind of like a vocal leader what is your leadership style i definitely am working on the vocal leader part. <laughs> I've always been more like internal kind of lead by, uh, like lead by action type way, uh, type of way, but I'm trying to be more vocal and it's, it's been a lot easier this year. Um, especially with the freshmen we do have, cause they're so eager to learn and you know, they want to be helped out. They want to be taught. And so it's easy to kind of pull them along, but everyone else we have as well, you know, we're all pretty, vocal um but we also like have the relationship where we can receive that from one another so it's made that easier for me to grow as leader but overall probably uh lead by example yeah I mean I think that's great to know what you're good at and know what you can work on and I'm sure you have some other leaders out there that are more vocal so it's good to have a balance sometimes different personalities being of you know deep different personalities multiple returners obviously there's a theme here uh we've got Kaufman coming back as well what's it like playing with her it's pretty cool so actually my senior year of high school we played club together as well so it's kind of like a cool full circle moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) but uh she is determined like it's pretty awesome playing with her because she just grinds um she's also a very like lead by example type of person but she's one of the most like trustworthy people I've ever played with. Like if I need it out, I'm like, okay, like you got it. And there's never a doubt in my mind that she's going to do what she needs to do. Yeah. That's nice to have teammates like that, that you can just count on and know that they're going to be consistent. That's great. So you talked about a full circle moment, right? We have another full circle moment, father, daughter, and obviously you didn't start off at central Washington. You're at Gonzaga your first couple of years, but you came came to Central Washington nonetheless. 
What has that relationship been like? Mario, we'll start with you. What has it been like being able to coach your daughter? And how do you kind of navigate that relationship between this is my daughter, but this is also my athlete? Yeah. When I, I, I coached her in club. And so a few years into that, we understood that there was a really good um, line that we knew we couldn't at least cross. But at times, you know, it's, we had to experiment with that a little bit. So at home, you know, if we're talking about volleyball, I can't just merge that in with her not cleaning her room, you know? Right, right. You can't punish her for what she's doing at home. (laughs) Other things. And so it's when we were exploring this option, when she wanted to transfer, we talked about it and we felt that it could be a good situation and it could be more positive than it could be anything else just be, because we play at a high level. She wants to play at a high level. She was at division one, but she understood growing up in our, in our gym, she was shagging balls since, you know, she was, she could walk. And so she understood what it was like in Nicholson pavilion and, and how we get after it. And just for her to be like, Hey, I, I know what this program's about. I want to be a part of it. Um, it was really, it was just an awesome opportunity for both of us, you know, to, to, to coach my daughter in the intense experience that she wants and for her to embrace that. Um, it was, I, you know, it was up to her, but obviously it was something that she didn't want to pass up and I was blessed that she decided to do it. Yeah. And Tia, before we, we get to you, how are you feeling that this is going to be your last season that you got to coach her? Any emotions around that? Second last season. (laughs) Yeah, so last season I actually, I wasn't sure what I was going to do yet. Just how like school lined up uh, and like future opportunities. So I took my senior night last year and it was kind of just like on the verge of if I'm going to play or not again. And then I decided to come back and happy I did. But I definitely knowing that it's like for sure my last season as a collegiate athlete, for my dad, it definitely is hitting a lot harder. Uh, it's kind of surreal, but it's nice because now I can like appreciate all these like last moments that we're gonna get to have together. That, that totally makes sense. So, but seems like you guys got a little bit of a like an emotional cushion from last year, kind of prepped a little bit, and then you get this year back. But like you said, this is like for real, for real this time. So, Mario, how are you feeling? Well, it. As a parent, we talked to Tia too because you know we wanted to help her through this process of deciding whether or not she wanted to do it, and I think we played the the guilt card a little bit. We didn't know it was your last year. Your family didn't know it was your last year, you know. And, but no, it, on the serious note, it was it's really um, an opportunity to to see her just do what she's been doing all her life and do it to the best of her abilities. And we, we know, you know, in our household, we, we talk about athletes and the athletic life. And she understands that the great players still want to be coached. And so she always asking the right questions or if I'm saying something to her, she takes it with a grain of salt and said, got it. And then she goes and does her thing. So we have that connection. But it's, it's that trust factor where if I see certain things that can elevate her game, I'm going to tell her. And if there's certain things that she's done, because she's she's a better volleyball player than I've ever been, and so she's I can just based on that experience that she's had since she was you know, eight, 
nine years old and like, just go with it, you know, figure it out. You know, I trust you. So it's a good, it's a good balance that way. But to see that come to this point, I'm excited to see where it takes, takes her as a player and, um, and whatever happens at the end of the year, we know that she's just going to, you know, do her thing and we're going to enjoy watching it. Yeah. What a cool opportunity for you guys. Did you, either of you ever kind of secretly hope that this is how things would work out? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tammy. But when she was being recruited, we only understood that central was maybe want to get out of town and, and so forth. And I never took her on any recruiting visits. It was just her mother um, taking her on. And I wish I, I would have gone on that, but, um, I didn't want to put any like pressure on her, but when the opportunity came, it was just the thought of it. It was, yeah, it's, it's kind of a dream, honestly. Oh, and Tia, how does that make you feel hearing that from your dad? Dream come true. <laughs> Very emotional podcast. You guys are going to make me cry here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, like when I decided to go to Gonzaga at first, you know, I'm 18 years old. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get out of Ellensburg, you know, be on my own. But then when I decided to get back in the tra- or get into the transfer portal and I was recruited by Central, you know, a big part of my decision was I could come back and like do this thing like with my dad. And that's we did it for what, eight years in club. And I'm like, that would just be an awesome way to go out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what a beautiful moment and story. And I'm so excited to see you guys interact with each other this year. And then your, you know, your real senior night, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) We had one of those again. (laughs) 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 Now that they can't, can't guilt trip you into another year, right? (laughs) All right. Well, we're kind of wrapping up here and I I really appreciate you guys being so open about that because, you know, doesn't happen every day that you get fathers and daughters getting to coach and play for each other at the collegiate level. So I think it's a really cool story that we get to experience with you guys, honestly. As you guys step into preseason and look towards this 2023 season, do you guys have any specific goals as individuals or as a team that you guys want to share? Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're making it no, I mean, it's not, we have goals and we're putting it out there. You know, we want to go uh, as far as we can, you know, we've been, uh, we've made it into the tournament before that's a challenge in itself. And so we've got to make sure we're doing the right things every day to, to give us a shot to get into the, in the national tournament. Um, but it's, it's those, expectations that um, we're not going to let bog us down. It's what you said. We got to have goals and we have to have aspirations. And those are two different things than expectations. And we expect to play hard. We expect, we expect to prepare, you know, those things are non-negotiable, but whatever happens after that, I mean, that's the goal. And we have no control over whether or not we win this thing, but we're going to try we're really going to try win this thing. Kind of just controlling what you can control, letting the rest happen as it may. Tia, how about you? Any individual goals for yourself? I think individually is just to continue to learn and get better. Because like, even though this is kind of like the college finale, uh, I would hate to get stagnant in that, you know, 
So I think doing all that I can as a player to get better for my team and for the goals that we have set for this season and to reach those is the biggest thing for me. Amazing. Well, again, thank you guys so much for joining me and letting me bombard you with questions and answering so openly. And honestly, I really appreciate it. You've been great. Super kind and easy to talk to. This is cool. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Once again, Central Washington University Women's Volleyball Head Coach Mario Andaya and your GNAC Women's Volleyball Preseason Player of the Year, Tia Andaya. Thank you guys for joining me and good luck this season. For more information on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference, visit us online at gnacsports.com.